إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يذلل فلا حادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحدي حدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد نوء مسلم just like the pillars of Islam and just as Islam has pillars Iman also has pillars Iman has pillars when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, when he was asked about Iman he said that Iman when asked about this Iman he said and tu'mina billahi wa malaikati wa kutubi wa rusulih wal yawmil akhir wa tu'mina bilqadar khayrihi wa sharrih he said that Iman is that you believe in Allah that's the first pillar and tu'mina billahi wa malaikati and in his angels that's the second pillar that you believe in the angels of Allah wa kutubih and his books the third pillar wa rusulih fourth pillar his messengers that you believe in the messengers of Allah wa al akhir the fifth pillar to believe in the last day wa an tu'mina bil qadar khayrihi wa sharrihi and that you believe in the qadar of Allah subhanahu khayrihi wa sharrihi it's good and it's evil it's good and it's bad na'am these are the six pillars of iman and the one who asked this question was the angel jibril alayhi salam one from amongst these angels that it is obligatory upon us to have iman in and the one who answered was the messenger of Allah Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam a messenger from these messengers that it is obligatory for us to have iman in naam Allah subhanahu he favored this ummah by sending to them the best the best of the messengers the best of the messengers all of them Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his kitab that kitab that he came with and the sharia that he came with is the best of the kutub and the best of the sharia this belief in the messengers is a pillar of iman or muslim without it it is not possible for a person to be a muslim or a mu'min it is obligatory wajib to believe in the messengers all of them and if there is a person who rejects even a single messenger from the messengers of Allah, yakfur, he disbelieves. 
and he's not a Muslim, to reject a single messenger from the messengers of Allah is kufr. Likewise, to belittle any of the messengers, to mock them, and to belittle them, likewise, this is kufr. Yakfur. The one who does this yakfur, he disbelieves. Anyone who belittles the station and the and the status of the messengers of Allah, anyone who mocks them, this is kufr. Naam. This pillar of Iman. Without this pillar of Iman, then the rest of the pillars we would not know about. For indeed the Rusul, the messengers, they are مبلغين عن الله They are those who convey from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are the ones who taught us and teach their nations. The rest are the pillars of Iman. They are the ones who inform their nations about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and teach them about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and about the rulings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that which he wants from them. And that which he has ordered them with. Likewise through the messengers we learn about the angels. And we learn about the last day. We learn about the books. And we learn about the qadr of Allah. However, the nations and the people, they differ in how they are towards this pillar of iman. The iman in the messengers. Every nation had this pillar of Iman come to them. Every nation had this pillar of Iman come to them. Indeed, we sent to every nation a messenger. This pillar of Iman came to them, to every nation. And they came with the rest of the pillars of, pillars of Iman. However, the people, they differed in how they, how they were and how they are towards these messengers, from them those who fell into neglect and fell short concerning the messengers. And so they were with the messengers and they dealt with the messengers in a manner in how they would deal with one another. Yani they saw the messengers as being men just like them, having no virtue over them, men just like them. And so they treated them just like ordinary men, having no virtue. And as though they are not messengers from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, having this fadl from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this virtue that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed them with. And so they would treat them harshly. And they would beat them and even kill them. Such as the Jews. From the Jews, those who fell into neglect concerning the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the prophets of Allah. Naam. And from the people, those who went to the other extreme, those who exaggerated concerning the prophets of Allah and the messengers of Allah, those who began to worship them, those who began to give them above that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave, gave them. And so they began to worship them and to magnify them that which led them to the worship of these messengers. Like the Christians 
who exaggerated with Isa ibn Maryam and they said that he is Ibn Allah he is the son of Allah and so they began to worship him make dua to him and they began to celebrate his coming and his birth and they began to worship they began to worship him besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messenger of Allah the messenger of this ummah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that you will indeed follow sanan yani sunan you will follow the ways of those who came before you dhira'an bi shibran bi shibr you will follow them arm span by arm span hand span by hand span to the extent law dakhalu that if they were to enter one of them were to enter a lizard's hole then you would follow them in that and likewise in one wording that if one of them were to have intercourse with his own mother in the street then someone from this ummah would do likewise qalu and so the sahaba they said al yahud wal nasara do you mean the jews and christians and so the messenger of allah alayhi salatu wasalam he said faman idhan then who else if not the jews and christians naam the messenger of allah sallam he forbade, made it haram to go to extreme with the prophets of Allah, to worship them and to go to extreme concerning them. And he cursed the Jews and the Christians. He cursed the Jews and the Christians. For when a prophet of theirs would die, Whenever a prophet of theirs would die, they would take his grave as a place of worship. And he said, وسلم, Do not exaggerate with me. Do not exaggerate with me. As the Christians exaggerated with Jesus, the son of Mary. Indeed, I am only a slave. فَقُولُ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولُهُ I am only a slave. So say, the slave of Allah and his messenger. However, those before us, they exaggerated with their prophets. The Jews and the Christians, they exaggerated. The Jews, they exaggerated with Uzair. And they said that he is Ibn Allah. And likewise, the Christians exaggerated with Isa ibn Maryam, Ibn Allah, they say, the son of Allah. And they worship him. And they took his birth as a celebration. This day of Christmas and this celebration of theirs is a bid'ah, is an innovation in their religion. 
is an innovation in their religion. None of the prophets called to their own celebration, to the celebration of their coming and their birth. None of them. But rather, they called to the worship of Allah and they warned, they warned from going to extreme concerning them. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Bismillah, salatu wassalam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd Reflect, ponder and think O Muslim upon the sahaba or the messenger of Allah sallam. Think about their actions and how they were with the messenger of Allah sallam. This Arwa ibn Mas'ud Arwa ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu who was from the Quraysh and when he had not yet accepted Islam and when the Quraysh they sent him to the messenger of Allah وسلم, to the Sahaba and so he came to them at Hudaybiyah and he saw the messenger of Allah وسلم, and he saw the Sahaba and how they were with the messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam and then when he went back to Quraysh and he was not yet Muslim he went, he went back to Quraysh and he said by Allah by Allah I have visited the kings I have visited the kings the kings of the world I have visited the king and the ruler of of, of Rome and the ruler of Persia and the ruler of Abyssinia I have visited many kings but I have not seen a king whose companions you them yani they venerate him and magnify him venerate him with respect and love for him I have not seen a king whose companions those around him venerate him as much as the companions of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, venerated the Prophet وسلم, that when he would spit when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, would spit that phlegm would not reach the ground it would not reach the ground yani that the Sahaba would be there to catch that phlegm of the Messenger of Allah and they would wipe it over their faces and over their bodies from the barakah of the Messenger of Allah and this is, this is only in the lifetime of the Messenger of Allah only in the lifetime of the Messenger of Allah and when he would make wudu they would almost fight they would almost fight one another over that water left over from the wudu that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, would make. Whenever he would speak, they would lower their voices. Whenever he would speak, they would lower their voices. And they would not even look at him. They would lower their gaze. They would lower their gaze and they would not stare at him from respect of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, 
These were the Sahaba, the Sahaba of the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. The companions of the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. But yet, we find concerning this affair of celebrating the Prophet Wasallam's birthday, that which the people have invented into this religion of Islam, from the Sufis, and from the Brailwiyah, those who celebrate, those who celebrate the Prophet Sallallahu birthday. And we find that the Sahaba, with all of this veneration, all, all of this love and respect for the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu to this extent that we just described, yet they did not celebrate the birthday of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Wala Abu Bakr, no Abu Bakr Siddiq, the best of this ummah, the best of this ummah, after the messengers of Allah, the best of all of, 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 of the people upon the earth, after the, after the prophets of Allah, Abu, Abu Bakr Siddiq, a Siddiq, the Siddiq of this ummah, the truthful one from this ummah, yet he never celebrated the birthday of the messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, no Amr, no Uthman, no Ali, radiallahu anhum, None of them, none of them celebrated this birthday. But yet, we have Muslims today celebrating the birthday. Yani, did the Sahaba, did they get it wrong? Did they get it some, did they, did they miss something? The Sahaba, with all of this love and this respect and this veneration, did they miss something? Did they miss something that you caught? Know a Muslim that the people of doubts they have doubts people of doubts they have doubts doubts by way of which they justify their actions and their beliefs doubts by way of which they argue with and they would come to you and they would say to you this is the reason why you should celebrate the Prophet's birthday this is the reason why it's from Islam and they come with doubts and maybe even come with verses from the Quran, a hadith from the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. From these doubts, O Muslim, although you already have enough, already before you even begin the debate and the conversation with them, that already you have enough to repel those doubts. And that is that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, never celebrated his own birthday. Nor did the Sahaba, that which we just mentioned. And that is enough. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, never celebrated his own birthday, never called to it. The Sahaba likewise. And the first three generations of all of them, the first three generations of the Muslims, including the four Imams, Abu Hanifa never celebrated the Prophet's birthday. Rahimullah. So then why are you? With your claim to Hanafiyyah, with your claim that, that we are Hanafi, Abu Hanifa rahimahullah never celebrated the Prophet's birthday. None of them. And so already you have enough to repel all of those doubts. That's sufficient. But the people of doubts, they have doubts. From those doubts, after they have formed and come with this action of worship of theirs, because this is what the people of innovation, the people of Bid'ah, they do. They first and foremostly 
they make for themselves these acts of worship, then they search for proofs. Not the other way. It should be the other way. That we build our worship upon proofs. We go to the proofs first. So if Allah says, establish the prayer, then we establish the prayer. If Allah says, fast, then we fast. Not the other way. That we, that we take a day of celebration, make it an act of worship, and then we look for an evidence. No. However, the people of doubts, they have doubts. From their doubts, from the Quran that they, that they come with, is the saying of Allah subhanahu Say in the bounty of Allah and His mercy let them rejoice let them rejoice and so they say look here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us that we are to rejoice with the mercy of, in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming. قُلْ بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَرَحْمَتِهِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ His mercy. And they say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the Quran that the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a mercy. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he tells us that we did not send you, meaning Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa except as a rahmah, except as a mercy. To mankind, and so they say that in this verse, قُلْ بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ فَلْيَفْرَحُ that this rahmah is referring to the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, فَلْيَفْرَحُ then let them rejoice. First and foremost, O Muslim, the tafsir of this verse and the explanation of this verse is more well known to the Sahaba of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu than to us. And the Turjuman al-Qur'an, the one who explained the Qur'an, and the one who is most knowledgeable of this Qur'an after the Messenger of Allah from amongst the Sahaba, from those who were knowledgeable concerning the verses of the Qur'an, Abdullah ibn Abbas. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu. Naam, the one who the Messenger of Allah made dua for, he said, Allahumma faqihu fi al-deen wa'allimu ta'wil Oh Allah, give him understanding in the religion and teach him the interpretation of the Qur'an. The one that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, taught personally. Ya ghulam, inni wa'allimuka kalimat Oh young boy, I will teach you some words. The Prophet وسلم, used to teach him whilst Ibn Abbas would ride with him on his riding beast. This is Abdullah ibn Abbas. He said about this verse, قُلْ Say, in the bounty of Allah, the father of Allah is the Qur'an. And his rahmah is Islam. Rahmah is Islam here. The Qur'an and Islam. Naam. The messenger of Allah is a rahmah. No doubt. And Allah SWT refers to him as a rahmah in the Qur'an. But also the Qur'an is referred to as Rahmah. وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ الشِّفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ That we reveal from this Qur'an that which is a shifa, a healing for the hearts, وَرَحْمَةٌ and a mercy لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ The Qur'an is a mercy. The Qur'an is a mercy. And the verse before, 
the verse before this verse that they quote the verse before ya nas Oh people, there has come to you an admonition from your Lord. And a healing and a cure for that which is in the hearts. Guidance and mercy for the believers. The Quran, the context of this verse is the Quran. And then we have the Sahaba explaining this. Did they miss something that you caught? Likewise, from their doubts, when they go to the Quran, and even going back to that verse that we mentioned, even if you were to submit to the fact that Rahma here is referring to the Messenger of Allah, then, then let them rejoice. How in any way, how in any way does that mean take, take his birthday as a day of celebration? Let them rejoice. We rejoice at the coming of the Messenger of Allah and Islam and the Quran. We rejoice at this. We are happy. We rejoice. But that does not make us go beyond bounds and to now begin to take this day as a day of celebration and a day which resembles more than anything, the Christians and their, and their Christmas just look to their houses and their lights. The lights and the tinsel. Naam. Another verse. And take the station of Ibrahim as a place of prayer. And they say that here Allah subhanahu orders with taking the athar of the anbiya. Those traces. Those traces of the anbiya as a place of salah. However, this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the textual evidence from the Quran concerning concerning Umrah and concerning Hajj that we pray and we take this place as a place of prayer during the Hajj and during the Umrah. And the Messenger of Allah he said لا تتخذوا قبري عيدا Don't take my grave as a Eid, a place of celebration and a place of gathering. Naam, which shows that taking the traces of the Anbiya, yani any trace of the Anbiya as a place of gathering or a place of celebration or a time of celebration, then this goes back to text, the Quran. And he's not left open. For indeed the Messenger of Allah he said, Don't take my grave as a Eid. Naam. But we find that these people they hold on to evidences and verses and a hadith that that don't indicate towards the celebration of this day, even in the slightest. Very far, very far from indicating that. Why? If this is such an important action that the Muslim must perform and within this action is a showing of your love for the Messenger of Allah which is obligatory upon you why why is there is there no clear verse in the Quran or statement from the Messenger of Allah in his ahadith saying that we should celebrate this day 
The Messenger of Allah, he said, he said, Allah has replaced when he came, when he came to the Sahaba and he found that the Mushrikeen would, would celebrate, they would have days of celebration before Islam. He said, Allah has, has replaced these days of celebration. He has replaced them with Yawm al-Fitr wa Yawm al-Adha. The two Eids. Nothing else. And one would argue that if this Eid, the Eid Milad al-Nabi, if this Eid was legislated and a part of our religion by way of which a person shows his love towards the Messenger of Allah one would argue that this is more important than Eid al-Fitr because Eid al-Fitr is that celebration of when the fasting has ended now we can eat Fitr, you can eat you don't have to fast that day and the days after the Messenger of Allah he said that these are the two days of Eid but if the Eid Milad nabi was the Eid that is obligatory upon us then this would have more right to, be, to have been mentioned than Eid al-Fitr. And then when they don't find anything within the, within the Quran, they go to the Sunnah. And they claim that the Messenger of Allah that he fasted his birthday. When he, when he used to fast Monday and he was asked concerning that and he said that that was the day that I was born on Monday. And the day that the Quran was revealed to me. Naam, the Messenger of Allah mentioning the virtue of Monday. However, however, this was not a celebration of his birthday. But rather it was the Messenger of Allah showing his gratitude. His gratitude towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we say that the fasting of Monday is something which is prescribed from the Sunnah. Naam, fast Monday. Fast, fast all the Mondays. But don't just single out this one day of the year and even then they don't fast. They just party. Hmm? The Messenger of Allah, Naam, he used to fast. But fast every Monday. This in no way is an evidence to celebrate the birthday of the Messenger of Allah. And this would mean that it is, it is a proof for celebrating the revelation of the Qur'an. For indeed the, the Qur'an was revealed on a Monday. So why do you not celebrate once a year the revelation of the Qur'an? And in reality one fears mentioning the likes of this. Because these people have no, no boundaries. That now we've given them, that, that, that one fears that you give them ideas. That they may now go and celebrate this. Because the people of innovation have no boundaries. When they begin to innovate, then you find that the door is opened. So after justifying for themselves this celebration, now come in the, Christmas, the, the, the lights. And I almost said Christmas lights. Look how they resemble Christmas lights. Look how that door has, what, what, it, what it, is, it has opened for them. Naam. And then, after them not finding anything within the Quran, within the Sunnah, then they come with with doubts and, and accusations that you don't love the messenger of Allah after they, after, they, they, after they don't find anything within the Quran not in the sunnah then they come then they come with accusations you don't love the messenger of Allah 
You claim that the Messenger of Allah was just a man. The messenger, you say that the Messenger of Allah is dead. But he's alive. Doubts that they come with. The people of doubts have doubts. When they say that you say, when they say to us, that you say that the Messenger of Allah was just a man, then we answer that in two ways. If you mean that the Messenger of Allah was just a man by way of his creation and origin, then yes, he was a man. The Messenger of Allah was a man. As Allah says, say to them, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say to them, ana bashar. Indeed, I am only a man, mithlukum, just like you. And in Surah Al-Anbiya, in that Surah in the Quran, the chapter in the Quran, titled Al-Anbiya, the Prophets, وَمَا جَعَلْنَاهُمْ جَسَدًا لَا يَأْكُلُونَ الطَّعَامُ وَمَا كَانُوا خَالِدِينَ We did not make for them, for who? For the Prophets. Jasadan, bodies, لَا يَأْكُلُونَ الطَّعَامُ Bodies that don't eat. Meaning they're humans that eat. وَمَا كَانُوا خَالِدِينَ وَمَا كَانُوا خَالِدِينَ And they were not immortals. One, those who don't die. They're not, they're not immortal, rather they die. And then more specifically, concerning the Messenger of Allah Indeed, you shall die. Meaning, you, Muhammad Sallallahu shall die, and they shall die. He was a man. Naam. If you mean that it, by your question, when you say that you claim that he's just a man, then we say yes, but from his origin and his creation, yes, he was just a man. But if you mean he was just a man, an ordinary man just like everybody else, and he, did, and he has no virtue, then no. He is the best of all of men, the best of creation, the best of all of the messengers. The best. That's our answer. But he was a man. He was a man. And he died. Indeed, you shall die and they shall die. And when Abu Bakr Siddiq, when he buried the Messenger of Allah and the Sahaba, he came out and he said to the people, Man kana ya'budu Muhammadan, whoever used to worship Muhammad, فَإِنَّ مُحَمَّدًا قَدْ مَاتْ Indeed, Muhammad has died. But whoever worships Allah, then whoever worships Allah, then Allah SWT is alive. Above the heavens. حَيٌّ لَا يَمُوتُ Alive and he doesn't die. Abu Bakr Siddiq, he said that the Messenger of Allah has died and he buried him. But then you say he's alive. And so Abu Bakr Siddiq and the Sahaba, they buried him alive. They missed something that you caught. They, they buried the messenger of Allah whilst he's alive. This, this, this worldly life. Rather, the messenger of Allah he died the worldly death of the body. And the sahaba, they buried him. But he's alive in the grave. Yes. Al-anbiya ahya fi quburihim yusallun. As the messenger of Allah he said that the prophets are alive in their graves. And they pray. Naam. They are alive in the grave. But the life of the barzakh, the life of the barzakh, that life which is between this life and the next life, not the life of this world. And if the shuhada, the martyrs, are alive in their graves, then more so the prophets who are of a higher station and level than the than the martyrs. Doubts, ayyul ikhwa, that they come with. Doubts that they come with. Rather, 
the messenger of Allah loving him loving him is to follow him is to follow him to show your obedience to him to love him and to follow him in his actions and not to go beyond bounds not to go beyond bounds and to disobey him for he forbade from going to exaggeration with him he forbade from innovation which this is the innovation of celebrating his birthday this khutbah that you hear every friday the messenger of Allah when he would give the khutbah when he would give the khutbah to his sahaba he would say Indeed, the best of speech is the, is the book of Allah, the Quran. And when he would give this khutbah, he would raise his voice. And his eyes would go red. And he would, he would become severely angry, extremely angry. And he would say, The best of speech is the book of Allah, the Quran. And the best of guidance, Huda Muhammad, the guidance of Muhammad Sallallahu And the worst of all affairs, are those newly invented matters. And every newly invented matter is in the hellfire. Wafaq Allah al-Jameel, wa Muhammad, wa ala ala